Welcome back to the MTV The Challenge Accepted podcast, our first episode. It's been a few months, but we get back into it. First version of the Double Agents season, and we're here to break it down. The season premiere, I'm Zandrick Ellison with my brother, Dondrick Ellison, known as the Chief Strategy Officer for all these challenges. How are you doing, Dondrick? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I am excited for this season, I have to say. Well, you, you pride yourself on your, you know, sort of survivor mind game play. And so there's a lot to work in in this season. It seems like they're throwing a lot of curveballs right out of the gates. I like it. I like it. I like what I saw in terms of the format and just the, the it was exciting to see the challenge again, you know? I like the beginning with TJ in his cave, masterminding the whole season. <laughs> well, let's talk about like the, there's a format and then there's a theme. So the format you know, we'll get into, the theme is clearly double agents, espionage, TJ's the handler, you know, working behind the scenes, like, um, you know, it's like the mole or James Bond, you know, very spy thing. Yeah, but really it's just partners. It's just partners, right? but I thought it was a little funny not to jump ahead that like, that's their theme, right? They're going for it, you know? Spy. And then they would like mix sort of metaphors at time to time. Like there was um, <laughs> like, the the elimination is called like the crater it's like that what does that have to do with spot well that was just a cool looking place it was you, cool. when you got it when you have a crater you gotta just make use of the crater if it's flying but around. then when later when like the winners were meeting there it was called like the chamber it's like and there's a lot of skull stuff still it's like how does this fit into the whole spy angle oh you're overthinking it I'm it works <laughs> okay so let's get into it so tj cool intro definitely made me excited to start watching the show very excited. Um, and then they jumped right into, you know, introduced people well, I thought. A few of the rookies slipped under the radar. I couldn't even remember their names yet, but maybe they'll come back. Um, yeah, that takes time. Yeah. So then immediately jumped right into this, like, decryption code challenge on theme in their defense, right? The wires, coming up with colored wires and who could do that. And then the first yeah, thing you see... Yeah, yeah. First thing we see is Lolo Jones. I think it's notable, like racing out ahead of the pack. New girl, obviously, she's an Olympic star. Um, did she live Definitely. up to the bill? Lolo is like, you know, what we kind of thought, like super athlete. She um, looks hard to beat. She looks like she's a level ahead, which you would, she's an Olympic athlete, right? She should be, right? You. That's not a surprise. Right. And also her particular set of skills really bodes well to this challenge. It's not like she is a javelin tosser, right? Like she's used to like running. She's like, a track athlete, right? Yeah, yeah, she's a track and field star. So in a final, I would be terrified of her. Um, yes, although she was short distance, right? I mean, I- Yeah, I, it's like I, hurdles and um, stuff like that. But, but you think she wouldn't she, like, yeah, she looks like she's really, uh, you know, a premium athlete. Although in this challenge, Whenever they have a challenge like this, I'm always thinking of how I would tackle it mm -hmm. and how I would fare. And usually not very well, I'm sure. But this, I think there was like sort of, why were they wrestling? Like, <laughs> didn't they like, just kind of hang think back? I the show wanted them to like knock each other out of the way to get that little like code key. Which they were doing, particularly the men. But like, I would just hang, wait for the scrum to die down. They have to go to their boards eventually. And then I would just then I would take a gander at it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you could just also they they have a few like flaws that most of these shows have, but like you could just peek at your neighbors' numbers, right? And how they yeah, doing. although you would be behind by definition. Yeah, that's true. 
And then the other thing I think is like a flaw, a structural flaw is like the idea of like check, check, check. You know, they keep calling check and you could call what? Like check five times in a row and just keep switching it around. That's true. I just think like, I just, for all these shows, I think that there should be a penalty. If you call check and you are incorrect, you are frozen for like two minutes or something like that. Okay. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I think it's a very good back. I thought long and hard about that one. Although, (laughs) because theoretically you could just keep trying every combination yelling check. This one would have been hard because there would have been like thousands of combinations. Yeah, no, that wouldn't have worked here. Um, what did you think of the little pyrotechnics at the end? That was kind of lame, right? <laughs> like a little, like a f- semi-flare, little smoke. You got to work in that pyro budget. Yeah. Especially they love the elimination, that. not to skip ahead, but they're like, and it's going to be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better okay. hurry. It's going to light on fire. But it, going back to the first challenge, Lola looked great out of the gate. Nicole, I thought notably was helping Lola right out of the gate too. Yeah, that was strange. Right. Like to show your hand even that early felt odd to me. So that implies that they have like a pregame alliance or something? Must what? Well, I don't know why. But how would they even know each other? Yeah, I don't think they were on the same shows ever. You know, yeah. Lolo's done one of these versions. I don't think Nicole was on it. Maybe they Unless they just kind of connected and felt oh, we're too, over too we're two like kind of strong female competitors. Maybe yeah. we should Or you know, they all probably DM each other and talk before the show. That's true. That's true. And then the the big underdog, Anissa. If Lolo's like the prototypical athlete, Anissa's probably not, right? I mean, look, she looked heavy. She looked. She was waddling around, stumbling around. They were kind of like <laughs> a joke of it. And then she wins. Yeah. She won the decoding challenge. Yes, um, she won. And I think that I don't think this challenge, despite what the the slow mo highlights, I don't think it was a physical challenge, right? It didn't need no. to be. So she definitely could win and she won to her credit. Although I'm already sick of the Anissa storyline this season. The uh, idea that she's never won. This is her big moment. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that from her and I think, yes, she is a great, to her credit, she's a great elimination competitor. She has a very strong record in eliminations. And I think the, the, the disrespect on Anissa is sort of not that, unwarranted either like I, she has a chip on her shoulder good for her it motivates her and i don't think she could ever win a final realistically so no. unless it's like the final is so puzzle based and there's so many like twists and turns i and, think that would be very unsatisfying though and lolo jones gets lost and like you know or something <laughs> i mean it's just impossible i agree with you like i think anisa is pretty good at these little mini challenges because she's smart and she's experienced um but she's yeah. like fundamentally fatally flawed as a challenge competitor. It's yeah, just like the I, format just doesn't work for her. I just don't want to be hit over the head episode after episode that she's not getting enough respect historically. Like, I think she's a fine character. She's a good competitor. I, you know, um, she definitely competes. She's not like hiding. Uh, and she's a good storyteller in the confessionals. But I just don't want to, I don't want to feel, I don't feel that sad for her and her, and I don't want to be See, hit over I, the head. I feel kind of sad in like a, I pity her in a way, not even that the challenge is disrespecting her, that I'm like, I'm sad for her in life. You know, like she's, no, I'm serious. I'm like, she's 35 or whatever. She's been, to her own words, she's been on these shows for nearly two decades now. Yeah. I don't think it's like a viable 
economic plan because she never wins. So That's she probably true. gets like 10,000 maybe if there's an appearance fee each time. I don't think she's like a real big social influencer. Maybe, I mean, that could have been her plan, but I don't think so. I don't really know her sort of social media presence. Okay, fair enough. But on the other hand, how many of us viewers, you know, I'm around her age, I'd imagine, maybe a little younger, but I, I, I think a lot of viewers would trade, play, oh, I get to be on TV. You know, that's not a, not a, a zero. That's life. true. Like, you get to be on TV every year. That's pretty cool. That's true. Um, and then speaking of, is it, is it nice to see them? Is it sad to see them? Um, CT maybe had the moment of the first half of the show, kicking, the, <laughs> throwing the shoe right into Wes's. Oh head yeah. Accidentally. I mean, they replayed it like 10 times, but, but I, it was funny. Yeah. Was I laughed funny. at least like eight of those times. Can I just say, I mean, that and the intro with TJ in his cave, the production value was really good. And I, it made me, you know, in the pandemic, what have you, like, it's just was fun to have the challenge back and moments like that, this kind of winking, uh, you know, moment where they're showing the shoe in slow motion with that music. It was fun. It was kind of fun to watch. And I'm glad that they yeah. do stuff like that. Well, it's like a comfort food in a way. It, and, uh, uh, totally, totally. I was so happy. Yeah. And that's why it's nice to see Anissa. It's nice to see CT. It's nice to oh, see Oh, I love Max. it. I was um, just smiling during the whole episode. I was just happy to have the challenge back. Yeah. And I wonder if it's like a double-edged sword, the idea of like all these returning people. They probably both all three of those people have been on the show 10 plus times because for us as longtime viewers it is comforting and that's why we tune in like we like to see them do you think it's off-putting for because i recommend the show to people all the time and then sometimes you'll hear like i don't really follow i don't really know who these people are do you think it's like do you think how would the show be different if it was a new cast every season it would be complete for me it would lose its appeal personally because the major thing that appeals to me is the history of me growing up with these characters. And that makes it unique, right? That you have this show where it's literally like, we've seen CT's storyline that is pretty like interesting. You couldn't write it in terms of a narrative, his storyline over years. And I love that part. And I think that the challenge, if you, if you was new blank slate every year, it would definitely be, it would, I don't know. It's a hard question. Would I still watch it? I'm not sure. I, I, I like yeah. it. It's I, entertaining, I think, right? but it'd be completely different. Well, and right? I think a lot of these sort of shows, like Survivor, for example, they're reliant on the format. Like, this is our format. It works with new people or old people. They do like old people as well sometimes. But Top Chef is another good example where it's like, this show, the format is entertaining no matter what. Um, That's true. And then the challenge, like the format is so loosey goosey that yeah, it's not the really format. Work. Yeah, it's not like a cookie cutter template. It is more about the characters and like the history. I think you're right. And personally, I'm not, this is my own taste. I'm not a huge um, fan of the dailies and even the eliminations. Like I think like survivor challenges are much more interesting. Like they're just more well done. Although I, the finals, I think set the show up apart in terms of the history of it being really grueling final challenge i think is unique. yeah i disagree with you i think and natalie said it too i think the challenges are better on the challenge because they're different they're more unique there's I'm definitely sure more like, athleticism for yeah. sure that's required. like I, I feel like survivor gets very repetitive with like that's true 
like take yeah. the ball over here or build, you know, this and there's puzzle, a puzzle at the end. end. Yeah. yeah. True. True. Um, I think survivor maybe does a better job of editing and like making it clear, like who's in the lead even, or fudging who's in the lead to make it feel very close every time. And like, sometimes the challenge gets a little muddled and confused. Yeah, like, that's true. I think it's hit or miss with the challenges on this, on the right. challenge. Right. Like for example, so Anissa won, Fessy won. Did you have any idea who Fessy was like, who was in second place? You know, it was really hard to tell to that point. No, and the challenge is good at doing that in terms of just really hiding the information to make it seem suspenseful. Um, so Anissa wins, Fessy wins. For Fessy's reward, absolutely nothing, because then Anissa had the best total time. So. I know, he almost was, like, it was not good that he won. Right, because right? then he kind of boosted his profile, and then it's like a schoolyard pick him to start, because Anissa had the best time, pick whoever you want. Yeah. And at this point, you presume that these are going to be your pairs for the rest of the show, right? As an audience, yes. I was presuming that as well. Yeah. Um, and so she didn't pick CT. I thought it was interesting. She didn't pick Darrell, who has a long history of success. Didn't pick West. She goes with Fessy. I think is a solid pick. Yeah. Although in terms of the, the final. He, he did poorly in the final, but he still got to the final. And he seems unbeatable in eliminations, right? He's one of the tops you would pick in elimination, right? Very good. Uh, challenge. Elimination Beast, kind of like Laurel, maybe you would say. Originally. Yeah, and he did well in the dailies. And he's smart. Uh, he's not like a, cha- a puzzle liability either. Definitely. I think he's definitely, his drawback is he didn't do so well in the final, but he's definitely one of the top picks. What would you, who would you have picked if you were Anissa? I thought about, you know, I thought about that from a male point of view because I was, I was putting myself in their shoes and I, I thought I would pick Tori just because she seems really well balanced. If I had yeah. to pick a guy, see, I would have leaned to Wes because I thought he would, you know, he's well-rounded and he has experience. Obviously, some of that bid him. Um, but that would have been my initial thought process. Maybe in hindsight, I would have gone with somebody else. And I don't think Fessy is a bad pick. I think he's one. Yeah, of the yeah. I, I think I might have gone with Fessy, even though I don't know if I'm looking ahead to the final. And it turns out there's some twists and that right. maybe but that they move. didn't know that. And then I thought that. it kind of oddly, they're like, okay, everyone else just pair up, you know, kind of awkward. I actually liked this. I liked this, which was very it scramble. It made them scramble. And <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting that they did that. And it, it, it led to some interesting decisions. Some people got screwed by the way. Well, like I was season pick of Nelson. <laughs> It's not like, because I don't even still know who his partner is. Well, I wrote them all down. And, you know, the twist at the end maybe makes them irrelevant. But let's go through them. So Tori and Corey. I didn't even realize they rhymed. But that's a strong team. Yeah, although I was sort of surprised that Tori went to him. Maybe they're friends. Because I don't think Corey is elite, elite. Yeah, Teresa and Jay, likable. I don't know if they're top notch. Nani and Kyle yeah, makes sort of a lot go of go together. Nani and these Kyle two, makes a lot. Yeah. Of <laughs> I feel like these go together so far. So far. These, I yeah. didn't know these two were friends either. Nicole and Devin. Interesting. Yeah. I thought it was a strong pairing though. Very strong because they balance each other out. Right. I feel like Devin is smart. Right. And Nicole yeah. is very strong physically. They might be a good compliment. Um, new guy, Leo and Gabby. Is that the wrestler? The wrestler and yeah, the wrestler, British yeah. girl with confidence issues. Not never a strong way to start to start crying on episode one. Which um, they seemed like maybe the layup team, right? Yeah, that I think so. Well, Leo looks pretty strong. He's small, but he's you know 
still, but they get when you get labeled the layup, it's hard to shake that. It's like Jay had that last season. Right. And I think went Leo, into a ton of just based on size, I think Leo would be that kind of guy. Um, although Big T and Joseph maybe would be rising those rankings as well. Big T picks Joseph, didn't even know his name, called him the wrong name a few times. <laughs> and Joseph, I was surprised to learn. Do you know where he's from? They mentioned it on the show. I don't know if you caught it, though. No. I, he's I from know. America's Got Talent. What's his talent? Do we know? I, you know what? I, I had to look it up. I, I watch America's Got Talent. I'm, I'm actually embarrassed to say that. <laughs> and I, um, he was like a singer-rapper guy, like a positive okay. rapper, you know? Oh, cool. Family-friendly. Did he and, have to stay awake during that? For rehearsals? And he's tall, to his credit. He looks like 6'2 or so. He does look tall. He does not look like he's really in for, for the long haul, though. He's already sleeping. He didn't. He was kind of, you know, goofing around already. I think that's going to be his shtick is like be funny guy, maybe. Yeah, I feel like they're sort of a likable duo, kind of an odd couple in some but ways. But a possible layup with Big T, and at least. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of somehow I wrote down Terrell twice, but he's partnered with one of the Ambers. I think there's two Ambers. One of them's there from are. Big Brother. And one of them's Amber M. Um, let's talk about some and, and Mechi and and Liv, I guess the British girl, another British girl looks a little heavy too. Um, and I don't mean that as a negative; I just mean like you know, it's the challenge. It's hard to you know, you have to be like Lolo Jones. And speaking of Lolo, she partnered with potential Rookie of the Year pick, also Nam or not. Yes, this is an interesting one to look out for certainly the most imposing of the rookies and he's from a show called beastmaster yeah i take it to mean that it's like a american gladiators type show or an american i want to watch that show i want to see what's happening on ultimate beastmaster what do you have to tame a beast or something (laughs) i don't understand he slayed a dragon on the last episode um and nam where's he from i is it just I'm presuming Vietnam, is that like racist? I mean, because of his name? Oh, I didn't think of that. But he gives me, I don't think he's from Turkey, but he gives me vibes of Turbo. I'm glad you said that. That's exactly the comp I wrote down too. Nicer, nicer Turbo. Yeah, he seems perhaps with the more kind of um, funny sense of humor. That's what Lolo said at least. but he, there's what was a charm to Turbo, right? With absolutely, his I, I love Turbo as a character. I thought he was like a star, and I think there there was hints of that too with with Nam that he might be this kind of this likable and potentially we haven't seen it really, but he might be a really strong competitor. I don't know for some reason I feel like he is right. I think he is master. too, based on his size, based on the Beastmaster, based on his confidence. He's just like I'm. He's like I, and he's just good at puzzles too. He's like he seemed like very naturally he looked, confident. He looked confident, right? Yes, which I think is important. Maybe Nam would have been your pick actually if you're thinking about your partners. Although he's a rookie, so that's always sometimes a red flag. But yeah, I don't think you could pick a rookie. That would be a little bold. So notably, Wes did pick a rookie. You know, he saw Natalie as, you know, potential rookie of the year as well. You know, obviously great resume and survivor. Immediately seemed like a strong team. It's only issue is the personality issue. Are you too big of a target? Yeah, uh, certainly. Although they seem, I mean, we'll get into it in terms of the strategy that un, that developed the rest right. of this episode, but they well, seem like a strong pair on paper. On paper, for sure. If there was like, if the you know, eliminations were just pulled out of a hat, you would like their chances. 
And then probably the biggest sort of um, strategy error, strategy decision was Cam, you know, goes for CT. Yeah. Wants to be partners with CT. And he just like looks at her and like stiff arms her. Yes. And ends up with Ashley. I think this was the most important moment of the episode, right? Like the ripple effect. Yeah. And what was CT thinking, right? Why would you pick Ashley over Cam? First of all, when Cam comes to you, I feel like the cost of saying no is, is almost not worth, even if Ashley was a better competitor than Cam. Well, right. Cam, I don't like her personality, but she is very like brass and like intimidating and like commands the room, you know? Yeah. And she has like followers who will flock to her. And sadly, like Leroy's kind of like fallen in her shadow in that same gravitational pull. But she's certainly like one of the biggest, most influential people in the house. Yeah. And she's a good, strong competitor, right? I, she got the the nickname killer cam for a reason. She was great in elimination. She had a great run. And, but the big, the, the stupidest thing of CT is the way he just kind of like snubbed her, snubbed her. And you know, cam is not going to let that go lightly. Well, it's the disrespect. Like would. he could have said, Oh, it's better if we're apart so we could work together, you know, with it or something. Like he literally just kind of turned away awkwardly like you would do in like middle school or something. I felt. Yeah, I and, think he, he just didn't like her. I don't think he knows her very well um, yeah. and felt more comfortable with Ashley, who's been on the shows with him. And to his point, did win a show with him. They they were like paired up when they both won their recent titles. Well, we'll see how... And I wrote this down at the time. I'm not just playing the results. I thought that was really a mistake on CT's part to alienate her. And I think that I would have picked her over Ashley, I don't know, 10 out of 10 times. I, maybe I'm not an Ashley... No, I know well, she's Ashley, won a few times. We'll but. get into Ashley later. But then Killer Cam, I think, rebounded well and showed her a strategy by immediately going with Leroy. That would be her natural pair. They're dating. Yeah. Yes, spread yeah. out. So we'll take the big brother people, Josh and Casey. I think that works out really well for Leroy to get Casey. I thought um, that was really smart by Cam. And I think Cam is sort of a little full of herself in terms of her strategy. But I thought that to to purposely separate Leroy and her, I thought was very smart. Absolutely. I think that was like the power move, like the, the A plus strategy move of the night. Yeah. Cause now you have, you've turned one Alliance into two, basically you've doubled the reach. Absolutely. And so then after that, after these pairs are put together, TJ explains somewhat of the format. He says, look, the skulls are back in play. There's going to be 10 of them spread out over, I guess there's how many teams are there? Like 15 teams. Yes. Um, and you're going to, and then the double agent who won, so in this case it would be Anissa and Fessy, are going to be in the power position. They get to pick one of the pairs to go in, and then the house votes on one. We've seen this sort of format before, but it makes yes. sense. Yes. Yeah. And then we go, familiar format also, to go to the club night. Can't do a club night. We did see people wearing masks. They did this little bubble club, which I thought looked pretty good. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I think it's interesting. It's definitely smart that they did that, considering the realities of the world in a pandemic. That's uh, yeah, I thought it was like so clever that I'm surprised they didn't make more of a note of it. Uh, but it was definitely the best, the alternative to going to the local club, this is the best they could have done, certainly. 
Yeah, and it looked like a normal club night. There was a bar, it looked like. Yeah. There's couches <laughs> for Joseph to go sleep on. It was cool. It was a dome, the, the club dome. And then more of the, the sort of, this is Cam's time to shine. Maybe it's her season to shine. She goes into her whole backstory. Somebody's randomly started asking about yeah. her grandmother and her mother. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. This is kind of dicey politically to talk about. Um, I thought it was a little weird when she was giving her backstory and saying her, her grandmother came to this country and she had to work as a shoplifter. <laughs> she didn't say that. She, she said she used she to be a she shoplifter. had to shoplift. It wasn't like her vocation. Well, that's what I thought. I'm like, is that a, a job to be a shoplifter? And what's the difference between a shoplifter? If, if you're a career shoplifter, it's a isn't Dickensian it just basically occupation. A isn't it a thief at that point? Well, is that, it's like I mean, Dodger. Like a pickpocket, same thing. Like they're just, that's all they do, pickpocket. I guess yeah. it's similar. Yeah. I mean, obviously not the noblest profession. <laughs> but they made it that way. They're like, oh, the poor Cam's grandma had to work as a humble shoplifter. <laughs> that wasn't what she said. It was, a, it was so hard to be an immigrant right definitely in the country that they she had to scrape by um absolutely and i don't mean to make light of that because i think her point about you know black women being in this country immigrants in this country they totally understand that it was just that one line like kind of i thought was interesting although um, you know i tend to read a little bit much into the edits that they're doing that like why are they showing this storyline why are they showing this and this i think bodes well for cam absolutely. in terms of sticking around potentially maybe winning you know she's getting she there's a lot of cam this episode yeah that's what i meant like the whole cam was the star of episode one for better or worse you know if she's a hero or an anti-hero she was the star and they're putting in this little sympathetic moment with uh talking about her grandmother and and things like that yeah and um and then also she had the most influence in the house. So she was kind of the one like stirring the pot and saying, we should get rid of these champions. And everyone fell in line. I mean, based on the vote, very few people went away from it. And so they decided they're going to put in CT and they're going to put in Ashley double champions. So were the only ones that didn't vote and maybe we don't, we don't know off the top of our head, but it seemed like Wes and CT, the two that went in, the teams went in were the only ones that didn't vote against CT. Right. You know, this few I wrote down, it seemed like a ma like a confluence of alliances against them. Like the rookies were against CT and Ashley. Cam's group was against them. The big brother team was against them. And that's kind of merged because they split the teams up. And to Cam's credit, like this must've been improv to some degree because she went in thinking she's going to be partners with CT and did end up flipping the script a week, you know, a day later and gunning for CT shows that she's malleable in that way. Yeah. Um, I did note that they showed the people who voted for them. Um, so I mentioned like sort of the rookies, the big brother group, but a few others, Corey voted for CT, Kyle, who's been CT's kind of ally in the past. Yeah. Durrell. And, and Darrell also, also, who's a champ, right. right? It would not seem to be in his best interest, but if there's, you know, the entire majority is going a certain way, it's maybe best to just go that way, voting wise. Um, and so we go to the crater. The classic spy thing, the crater. There was a James <laughs> Bond movie where they went into a volcano. Maybe that's what they're going for. That's what they're thinking. Um, and so it's 
CT and Ashley. And then, so let's talk strategy. Anissa and Fessy are the power players. They're the double agents, they call it. They can go in themselves. They could pick another team. If you were Anissa and Fessy, what is your thinking at this point? Whether on whether they could, who they're going to vote in to go against yeah, who them. would you vote in? Would you go in yourself? You need a skull at some point. Do you throw in powerful people? Do you throw in rookies? Well, so I wouldn't, despite the kind of shade that TJ threw, I wouldn't go in myself, even with the skull limit, because it's CT and Ash. They seem like a team that's not a layup necessarily. And eliminations are such crapshoots. I think they're like 50-50 propositions, really, at best. And um, so I would not go in. And I think that they made a smart move by throwing in Wes, Wes. and Natalie. Definitely. Not, not double champion. The West is champion, Natalie champion survivor. Very strong pairings. Um, and I think you're right. I mean, if your goal is to throw in the strongest teams, Wes and Natalie is a smart way to go, especially because you figure Wes and CT are sort of in the same, I don't know if they're an alliance or not, but there's, there's sort of like same brand. These are the, sort of the veterans who um, are probably going to be uh, on the same team. And so I don't anger the big brother people. I don't anger the rookie crew. Uh, I don't anger Cam's alliance. I kind of, you know, by voting in CT, I'm also kind of voting in West. That's sort of the lane I'm going. We're going to vote out these old champions. Yeah. And what do you think of that by the house and by Fessy and Anissa? going for not rookies, which is the traditional, as Wes said, the easy thing that's by kind of the cookbook of the challenge or going for bigger targets. What do you think of that? Well, I understand the instinct to go with rookies just to like survive and collect your bearings maybe for one episode. But certainly if you want to win the show, if that's your goal, and not all these people's goal is to win the show. Some people are just trying to last as long as possible. If your goal is to win the show, I'd be like, look, let's throw in Lolo, Jones, and Nam every time until they're eliminated. Let's yeah. throw in the best of the best every single time until they're eliminated, and then we'll have the weakest links in the finals, and then I have my best chance of winning. I think that's the strategically the right way to do it. It's harder to actually stand up and, and say that, though. Well, that's true, although there's some layers to it. I think that the challenge has sort of – the habit has been historically – a little bit different the past few seasons because we have seen big players go out early pretty routinely now, but historically it has been to don't shake the boat. Don't make your move too early. We're going to vote out the rookies like Jay last season. And like you said, it doesn't make so much sense, right? Like in survivor, if you're a big threat, you're almost always going to be targeted, uh, particularly after the merge and things like that. But it, it, so you I don't want to be a big threat. And in the challenge, it doesn't really, until more recently, doesn't really hurt you to be like the big fish, right? It actually helps you, I think, by people kind of being deferential. So I think it, I think it was smart of Leroy and Cam to take that strategy, to kind of, gra to take the initiative and make that kind of the, the, the narrative to, by which to like, okay, we're going to have a new winner this year. Right. Because but, you're going to have more people that are on board for that than because that's the majority of people who haven't won. Well, the, problem, the survivor tends to be a lot of sharks in the water. So they're all thinking the same thing where they're like, you make want to get rid of the, the biggest threat. But then by doing so, you tend to become the biggest threat 
and then you get targeted. So in like Survivor, Cam would be targeted next. I think in the challenge, there's still a lot of like guppies that are just going to go along, swim with the bigger fish. And so like Cam's alliance, I don't think is going to turn on her ever because they realize, hey, I'm going to play with her next year. I don't really want to like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a big difference in this show is that they're, they, relationships last, right? Because every year it's the same cast almost. And the one thing I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't do after last year is we've mentioned it before. Like you vote Jay once, it's easy to vote for him twice. It's easy to vote for him a third time. I don't want to make a new enemy. And I wish they gave people an immunity maybe for a challenge or two like a buy, like a playoff buy. And that's something they, they haven't. Yeah. They've never really done that. Right. Yeah. And, and so they, but theoretically that too powerful CTM this season with the yeah. skulls. I think that would be too powerful to, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. It's definitely a good thought. But so speaking of the skulls, should we talk about that a little bit or the wait? gold skulls? They used to be the red gold skulls. skulls. They're not red anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know who made that decision. They probably had like a meeting about it. Is gold fit the, it doesn't fit the theme either. Well, I think you're too <laughs> worried about the theme, more so than anyone did the production, certainly. But. The gold skulls. Okay. So can we talk about the skulls or do we wait to do that? Until... No, let's talk about the skulls. Okay. I mean, that's a big part of it. Because I think um, the one I thing I like about the format that they've used before recently is there is a lot of power um, and an import to winning the daily challenge. Not only do you have the option of going in, um, but you, that is important because you can wait and see, you know, who you're going up against. So if Anissa and Fessy were up against Big T and Joseph, I think they would have like jumped in and they don't have to, and they can kind of wait and figure it out. Um, and that makes it a lot more important than it would be otherwise. Yeah, that think- works. That's always worked. The win- winning the dailies is is good and powerful but they have they they tried the skull thing last season and it didn't really work as a as a it didn't work but i thought it was a good concept and why didn't it work i think it didn't work because i think they people were just waiting too long and it went in like too neat of an order where it's like uh you go this time i'll go next time we have our order set no one ever got really booted out for not getting precisely yes that's the answer is that there was enough skulls to go around and right. they probably had extras that they didn't use. It was just, there was, there was no urgency, right? Yes. And now and, they're saying there's urgency, but 10 skulls so, to hand out, are there going to be 10 eliminations? I mean, no, so 10 over, so, but they're pairs. So it's right. five teams get to go. And oh, I, I read it as 10 no, teams. Ten into, I, I no, because there's only 15 teams total. Right? Oh, see, that's why I didn't think there was much urgency. But you're saying that there's only yeah, yeah. So I think this is much better now. I think this is they've sort of figured this out potentially. Oh, and interesting. See, I just missed that. Did they say yeah. that, or you're just? Imp- I'm just kind of using like, this is my reasoning here. I'm pretty certain though that it's going to be 10 skulls total over individuals. So that would be five guys, five girls, and. Um, there's going to be a, a limit. There's going to be one third of the people are going to be able to go to the final. See, right? like that's why I don't necessarily think that's the way they were thinking because when they said there's going to, you're thinking at this point of these pairs is like, you know, covalent bonds or something that would never break. I don't know if covalent bonds break or not, but you know what I mean? Like 
inherently locked together. Yeah. And so when they say there's 10 skulls, to think that means only five, that would, you would think there's only five eliminations. That seems way too few. No, no. Okay, but let me walk you through this because I've sort of figured it out in my brain. Okay. I stayed up. I had dreams about this. Oh, wow. So I was so excited. They're taking their cue from the island, I'm pretty sure. With the, the keys. Was Everyone a- had keys and they're fighting to get the keys quite hard. You needed a key, which is what the skull idea is based on. I mean, it, in the island. And you needed a key to, to open the chest at the end of the final, right? And build a boat randomly, but yeah. Build a boat, right? <laughs> And the thing is, though, with that, at a certain point, they stopped giving out keys. They, there was enough keys to go around, and there was only, and I forget how many, it could have been similar to 10, right? And then what happened, if you went into a final, is you didn't get a key. They didn't stop giving out, they stopped giving out keys. What you did was you stole a key from someone who already had one, right? This was the epic moment when Evelyn stole Johnny's key, right? It was a big moment. And so that, and I'm not sure if they're going to do that. What they might do is they could do that where you steal a skull once they've done I don't that. think, I don't like that when you just steal somebody without the chance to defend it. But, I, think, I think what they'll do is there's this show, God, I watch way too much bad TV. I think this is good bad TV, but there's bad, bad TV I watch too. Like there's a show called The Four. That's a, that was Fox's attempt to... Uh, they lost American Idol, <laughs> and they're going to come up with a new version It's called The Four. And it was like Puff Daddy was in there, P. Diddy, Megan Trainer, DJ Khalid <laughs> were judges. It's like it was the called voice? The Three. I, I think it was called The Four. And so you would win a competition, and you would be one of the four who, who's on the top, you know, top four singers. And then somebody new would come on and challenge one of the four because there's yeah. only four spots. So you had to pick like the weakest link among the four. Yeah. So I think okay. that's kind of what the idea is here. They're probably so I think, big uh, DJ Khalid fans. I can see TJ and DJ Khalid, <laughs> Khalid hanging out. So I can, but I, what I think is going to happen is that at a certain point they're stopping gonna They're not, they're not going to hand out new skulls because 10 has been reached and either you're going to steal a skull once you win, or you're incentivized to put in someone who already has a skull so you can beat them and take their skull. Right. That makes sense. And it's so hard to wrap your mind around, even you as our chief strategist, because we don't know all the rules. They don't know all the rules either. So as True, soon as but we, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's a good format. And then as soon as we get excited about this big tag team match, they say, wait, it's just in a women's elimination now. <laughs> I don't know if they called an audible here or not. Cause yeah, they, they that was sort of my West. <laughs> Um but they're like, it's just going to be Natalie and, and Ashley. As well, far as we they know. Knew, they knew in terms of the audible, they knew it had to be because the challenge looked like it was one versus one. So it has, but I think they picked male or female. That would be my suspicion. Yeah. They're like, which of these groups do we want to save? Yeah. And so they, they do this operation to. fire escape, you know, wiggling over a post. We've seen it before. You mentioned last episode, actually, Evan, came back out of shape one year and lost this really badly. Remember he couldn't, he couldn't physically. I don't think it was it. exactly this one. Was it? it was, I think it was, it was very similar. Like monkey bars. Oh, maybe it was monkey bars were over the top, but it was similar to that. Yeah. And so it's Ashley versus Natalie going in. I thought Natalie was a big favorite. Yeah. Ashley looked a little rattled, you know, for all her bluster about how great of a competitor is. She's always very scared when she actually has to go into elimination and she's like teary eyed talking about how great she is. 
um, in a way that doesn't give you much confidence. She does well when she avoids elimination. Yes. Yes. And came out pretty strong though, or at least Natalie came out not as strong as I thought. And so it looked even for a while. Mm-hmm. Natalie, there was that little bump in the middle that seemed like the hard part. To get that seemed very hard, actually. Yeah, I don't think I would be able to do it at all. And Natalie got the hang of it, eventually steams over and wins. Were you surprised at all? Was there any drama in that to you? Yeah, they, they're good at manufacturing the drama. I thought Natalie was going to win. I, I'm a Natalie fan, so I wanted her to win. I'm not an Ashley fan, admittedly. Um, but, you know, they there was that little bit of a tell like usually whoever's winning when you go into commercial is going to lose <laughs> unless it's just a complete blowout. So once they started kind of saying, Oh, Ashley's doing so well. And then they went to commercial. I was sort of kind of, okay, I think Natalie's got this. Yeah. they definitely, the, the confessionals are good after the fact are always good tells too. Yeah. Um, and so Natalie wins, you know what? I don't like Ashley either credit to Ashley. I thought she performed pretty well. She yeah. left gracefully. I thought it was a fine performance for her. All the, I don't know if she the, left gracefully. Gracefully enough. I mean, for her. She didn't like, sometimes she'll just quit and not even participate. True. No, she put in good effort, yes. But then she was saying, oh, those losers are just jealous. <laughs> they never won anything. That's why they're losing, you know. <laughs> not the most graceful exit speech. <laughs> for her, it's classy. That's why I don't like Ashley. I mean, like, to her credit, she's won twice. But I, she's somebody I would definitely target to go up against because her reputation outweighs her actual skill level. I mean, she's like an average I think, competitor. I think she's good endurance, above yeah. average endurance, and good can puzzles. win a final, you know, can, can finish a final. Um, but the curse has been transferred to her That's from Bananas. Yeah. And she's had two very early exits uh, in a row now. Yeah. And she just doesn't i think she's just not in with the girls in the same way she used to be remember they used to have that like lipstick alliance or whatever it was called lavender yeah ladies. it was the what was it the something lavender ladies. ladies lavender lavender that's right yeah um and uh the lipstick alliance. <laughs> so natalie wins and then this is the biggest curveball of them all uh dizzy dean style curveball so natalie now can keep her partner, switch to the losing partner, which in this case would be CT, or switch to anybody. Yes, in steal house. anyone's partner. Steal anybody's partner. So, I honestly, like I just watched the episode, so I, I haven't even wrapped my mind around the ramifications of this. Well, we were trying to predict the, the format last episode and we didn't quite get it right. We didn't get pairs, which maybe seems obvious now, but I did sort of predict this. I said that the double agents part was going to be similar to War of the Worlds. When you win, yeah, you can decide to switch teams. And I think this is related to that. You can switch up the pairings. So I think this is sort of a fun twist too, because you can really, like, if you're enemies with Cam, let's say CT and some and Wes are against Cam, you can suddenly be on the same team than if you target CT or Wes. You know what I mean? Which I think does make things interesting. So the question is, is the episode, they ended on cliffhanger. Is it going to come back and be like, hey, Natalie switched partners. Let's say, for example, throwing it out there. Let's say she takes Corey away from Tori for whatever reason. So now Tori goes with Wes or does she get to pick between Wes and CT? And Yeah, there's some questions that we don't know in terms of that, certainly. Like what happens? Because there's going to be one extra guy now. 
do you right. just do... so do you automatically lose somebody through no fault of your own i don't think... i don't think so i don't think th- you'd think they would kick out ct without doing an elimination i don't i don't think so and i don't want them to not just because it's ct i just don't like the. and they said it's a female elimination week which to me implies that it's only females getting eliminated obviously right i don't i think that but what's the point of the pairs i mean doesn't it just devalue those pairs so much because you're not even going into eliminations together now it's just all about the daily yeah i had that same thought i had that same thought it's like what is the unless it just really matters in the final that could be like it matters who you're with in the final because you guys run it together perhaps yeah and the other my other thought was it really is going to change um whom you target because let's say you're a strong female let's say you know you're um i don't know who's a who's a like um like cam like cam like tori you think you're gonna win the show maybe suddenly i would target a team like anisa and fessy because i'm thinking i could beat anisa and then i can pick fessy or i could pick whomever i want so you're really just thinking who's the weakest link in your same gender pair true it, it sort of makes the other yeah it sort of makes the, the genders the partners are rel- yeah it does kind of make what's the point of I have, I, we need to wrap our heads around it. What, what's the point of your partner? It would be until the very end. Until the very end. If, even if we're presuming that you run the final with your partner, we don't know that. Yeah. But like if you win the daily and it's not your elimination week, what do you care really? Yeah. That's always the problem with the, it's a girl's week. It's guys week. It does really disincentivize you from trying. Um, but they still do for whatever reason. And unless I think they, they just, kick out CT, if they say, Hey, you're, they're not going to do partner that. lost. You have to go. I see what you're saying. It because could they're be, have what if extra. like the example I used, let's say she picks Corey, Tori comes down, Tori, do you want Wes or CT? Whoever you don't pick is going home. I don't think that would be fair. I don't like that. It would be like a Yankee swap, you know, Christmas. Or I think that would be so lame because you go home without having done an elimination. Right. No, totally. Unsatisfying. In a way, but, though, it would weed out the weakest links because the weakest links wouldn't get picked for partners. But I don't like the idea of leaving without a fighting chance. I know. We. I guess we'll have to. All the puzzle pieces are. We. We haven't. We don't have them all yet. But what sir. about this? What if they say, using our same example? What if? Natalie says, Hey, I want to be partners with Corey. And then Tori comes down and then they say, Tori, your partner is going to be whoever wins this elimination between Wes and CT. Is that possible that they actually do another elimination? I don't know. It, my urge is to say no, because I feel like, but maybe, cause then isn't going well, to, I, need I to totally thought they, when they, when they separated them, I thought it was going to be, Natalie versus Ashley and then CT versus Wes and the two people survive will be a new partnership. Doesn't that, isn't that like the cleanest way to do it? Yeah, but they said it's a female elimination. No, I know I'm just saying, but wouldn't that be, they obviously didn't have it happen because they're going to say Natalie can pick your partner, but I thought that's what they were going to do. Yeah, that would make sense. But the burning question is what happens to the extra guy right. at the beginning of next episode? <laughs> just a random floating free agent? It may yeah, maybe you don't need happen? a partner. I don't I don't know. Maybe you compete individually for maybe the next challenge individual. 
And they only wait. That could be because the the daily was individual this week. Yes. Maybe it's a new partner every week. Although, what, no, no, what's no, the no, point no, of the partnership? So. No, I don't think it's a partner partner. every week. But we, yes, that we we need more info. I think it's too early to say. Obviously, so who's Natalie going to pick? I think I think there's an initial instinct to stay the course. I think people are at this stage too worried to shaking it up. I I would bet seventy percent chance that she stays with Wes, just because I think she's going to be too like rattled not to. I think so. I think Natalie's a smart player and she's a strategic player, but she's also survivor based and survivor strategy is usually you don't want to make waves, right? Definitely. Yeah. And you kind of want to, and she and Wes seem to have a really good rapport, right? Uh, they seemed like a really good match personality wise. So I think that she'll stay with Wes and my prediction, um, I have a few predictions with not being spoiled. There's my predictions is I think it's going to be a while before we see someone like switch on their partner. Cause I yeah, think the, the I urge think that, is well, to same stay. Same with the war of the worlds. Exactly. Like remember it was took yeah. until Jordan and yeah. Tori, I mean, before. It exactly, exactly. The Even if it was not in their best interest, cause you just don't want to be, it's survivor. You don't want to jump and be like the lowest man on the totem pole of a new alliance. I think it will happen, but I, I don't think, it, it, I think it's going to be a while. Well, I, I look at the example of Anissa and Fessy because they're probably like the most like unbalanced pair. And if I'm Fessy, given this format, if this is what we think it is, there's really no reason to be worried about Anissa because you just have to hold up your end of the bargain against guys. And then you want to switch right before the final because you think, oh, I can't actually win with Anissa in the final. So I would definitely jump shoot right before the final. The problem is going to be, and this is going to be the test of the season, is they obviously are wanting to incentivize them to go into elimination, right? And it never has happened. Like even last season, it didn't, they, it wasn't really people were knocking down the door to go into elimination. It was sort of dragging their feet. And that will be a big question this season. Is this limited skull economy going to finally get it where people are competing to go in to elimination? Well, and that maybe we've stumbled on the answer because if that's the case and there really are only five um, male skulls, five female skulls, and everyone is scrambling to get in to an elimination, then your partner does matter. Cause you're like, I can't have a weak partner because I need to win the daily challenge. So that you can volunteer yourself. So you can volunteer yourself. That makes sense. And I think that now I think that logically, but I, there's such as uh, this history of not wanting to go in, not wanting to go in that the cast members tend to be very slow I, I would predict that they're going to be slow to come around to wanting to yeah. go in. No, that no one wants to risk. People as a nature are risk averse. And also if, you're on, if your goal is to be on TV, you want to be on TV for two months. You don't want to be on TV for two weeks. Um, and maybe you don't want to be one of the first skulls if there's something with this like stealing skulls right. down the line, right? Right. And then that, was, that came into play last year where you had to, Jenny, I think, had to go in twice. It's, you're, not, you're not immune if you go in early. You kind of want to pace yourself. And that's why I would be like Wes was talking about, like kind of laying low, figuring your spot, trying to have a layup later on. Um, but okay, so we haven't wrapped our head around the format yet. But overall, we're both excited about the and, show. Yes. And can I make my last prediction? Yes. I want to say at the beginning, because I think this is for sure. If you could bet this, bet this. This is what's going to happen. And I completely was thinking about this last night going to bed. No spoilers or anything. I don't know if this is true or not. 
But my prediction is that the final is going to be double agents and they're going back to, for a million dollars, you can steal your half of the million from your partner. Uh, That's going to that, that Now you're bringing the theme back. Now you think the theme is important. Yeah. And I think this, my prediction is that's going to happen. This will be the first season where they share it instead of stealing it. That's, that's my big prediction. Knock it, lock it in. That's what's going to happen. Well, I think if you're looking at potential winners, you, you know, well, so we could fold that in. So stock up, stock down. Let's end with that. So the idea is you're not an Ashley fan, but maybe she had a good week. And in, in your mind, her stock is raised. And you try to avoid the guys who just won the elimination because those are obvious. You want to look a little deeper. You want to be, you know, um, yeah. cutting in. So did anyone jump to mind as you as somebody you ended up either game-wise, personality-wise, liking more after this week than you did last week? I don't – stock up was harder for me. Stock up was – Cam is maybe in consideration, although I don't know if I found her likable this episode. She From a challenge a perspective, I think there's a good argument for her because she seems like the queen of the house right now. Yes. I think in terms of – predicting outwardly i think this is looking like a good season for leroy to maybe get over the hump and be a winner well, to the point you're saying if there's a split cam and leroy winning together splitting the money does seem like a happy ending maybe that would be maybe a little too happy um so yeah do you have any candidates for stock up well what about some of the rookies so the rookies i liked nam right out of the gate i mean this one of Really liked him. He seemed very like a good personality, good competitor. Some turbo shades, as you mentioned. I mean, you go from a zero stock, stock unknown. That's true. That's like an true. IPO is, is ranking pretty high. What about? As far as other rookies, I, I liked Mechie. Do you remember Mechie? Like the kind of smiley really. guy? Yeah, he oh, said he was like a, he was a hustler, right? I liked him. I liked Mechie more than I liked Leo the wrestler. I liked him more than Amber, Liv, the new people I was thinking of. Lolo Jones is going to be great TV but I kind of knew that already. Should we go with Nam? Yeah, Nam stock up. And Cam. Okay. What a, that's a and good the, the important thing is that his stock was so little before, right? We didn't know anything. So he, well, he it's like an IPO. You're, there's no stock until you finally like debut. Exactly. Oh, he had a good cool. opening. We have high hopes for And that's a really fun team, Lolo and Nam. Right? Absolutely. I'd be terrified of them. And so stock down. People you liked less this week for whatever reason. Yeah. I have, for me, that's, to me, it's clear. Hmm. Um, CT. Your favorite. My favorite. I thought he was just, had a really bad strategic week. The puzzling decision to just completely like shade Cam. And then when it was the deliberation, I thought he did a really bad job, right? Of being like, let me be the first person. And he didn't want to say he was voting rookies, but really it was implied. Like, I don't understand And then he that. did say that when he got pressed. Yeah, like, I'm like, voting for you. You either in a deliberation want to say nothing or you want to come out and like really put the target on someone hard, right? You don't want to just like kind of shake the hornet's nest and then just sit there, right? While everyone gets upset. Well, I think um, the fear factor is gone for CT because he's not a dominant competitor anymore. He's not in control of the house. He's, he's kind of just floating nowadays. And he tries to get by based on reputation and hope. Yeah, and he was never really a strategic guy, right? I feel he was more just like intimidation and available if someone wanted to work with him. And I think that this is not looking good. Now, he was saved by the twist here. 
and maybe yeah. the producers. But when you lose to Jay in elimination last year, no one's really afraid of you anymore. Yeah, I'm sure there's still some. Like, no, I don't think anyone's dying to go in and again elimination against him. You know, Fessy certainly wasn't this episode. Um, so, but I, I just I thought he had a bad strategic episode. Now I still love him, but in terms of stock, he had a really high stock and his stock has been, I'm sorry to say on the downward turn for a few yeah. years now. It is like uh, a professional athlete who's like hanging around maybe a few years too long. So that's my thought. Do you have anyone else? The, I wish for CT's sake, and it's come to this point, but it's like, I just wish he would stay on the show. He probably needs a really strong partner to like intimidate people. Like if it was him and Lolo Jones, they wouldn't get called out. But Ashley's just not scary enough, not intimidating enough, despite her rep. Um, yeah, I mean, CT's a, a good one. Um, what about, I mean, some of the rookies I thought were just kind of flat, you know, like the British girls. I mean, like there's two of them and, you know, Joseph fell asleep. <laughs> I didn't see a lot from them yet. Um, so we'll see outside of Lola yeah. and Nam, but... Like literally there's um, two Ambers and I don't even know either one. So like, that's not a good start. Well, and I think that double Nelly T remember his yeah. secret agent name. I think that his past, <laughs> um, his, <laughs> he was so, he was like, he nailed it. We <laughs> that was um, a, the worst joke of the night. I thought Cam had a good joke where she said, I want my bank looking like a phone number. I don't know if that's original or not, but that's a good line. That is a good line. But Double Nelly T, I think his past kind of not really great social game had came back to bite him here when he had to pick a girl to be a partner with. Because I don't think anyone, the girls didn't seem to really. And he's somebody we both thought maybe would win the show. He hasn't, for talking about the edit, a lot of evidence or, you know, signs that Cam is going to be a big player this season. We didn't see any of Nelly aside from that one joke. Um, so that's yeah. not a good sign for him. I, so I thought that that was not good for his, I mean, he would be someone I would imagine would be a, a good candidate to want to switch partners if he won an elimination. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right, those are good. You know, I'll give a slight downgrade to Nicole, um, glasses Nicole, for trying to help Lolo. I wanted Nicole to kind of be like the alpha female and like not kowtow yeah. to like Lolo Jones. I want her to challenge Lolo Jones. I want her to like actually stand up and try to compete. And for her to fall back on like a social scheming game is not. Yeah, that still doesn't make sense to me. I don't think Nicole knows what she was doing. Um, well, she's notably bad with puzzles. Maybe she thought she had no chance. And then maybe that's why Lola lost. She read the wrong, you know, she, she read the wrong <laughs> color wires to them. Um, all right. Well, good episode overall. If you're grading it, I would give it like a solid B plus start. I don't know about you. I thought so. I think that's, I don't know, for, I'm going to give it an A minus. It, I, if not even an A, I just thought it was a. It got me excited. It did yeah, everything. Stronger start than last year. Um, we yeah. hopefully don't have any drama like the D stuff. So we're excited about this year. Uh, stay with I'm us. Very week. excited for this year. I we'll think be it's posting be on Thursday, Friday, probably uh, after every episode. So thank you very much. See you next week.